Hello, and welcome to the TSET Better Health Podcast. This is your host, James Tyree, Senior Health Communication Consultant at TSET. And I'm Dylan Jasna, a TSET Health Communication Manager here at TSET. In this episode, we're diving deep into the world of shape shifting. It sounds like science fiction, but unfortunately, the shape shifting we're talking about is all too real. It's how tobacco companies come after Oklahomans, threatening our health and well-being. Our last episode explored how the tobacco industry lobbied for preemption laws at the state government level to stifle local control over tobacco-free ordinances to protect their local residents. But today, you will hear about another insidious industry tactic, which is marketing to specific groups of people to make their tobacco and vape products seem so very appealing. Now, it is true that all industries target their audiences for advertising, but I describe tobacco advertising as insidious because it purposefully tries to entice youth and others to use highly addictive products that are known to kill hundreds of thousands of Americans every year, including about 7,500 annually right here in Oklahoma. TSET just launched a broad media campaign called Shapeshifter that dramatically yet realistically shows how the tobacco industry uses different faces and places in our communities to lure new customers. It's an eye-catching and thought-provoking campaign to educate and save lives, which we are very excited about. To tell us more about Shapeshifter is a colleague of ours. My name is Chase Harvick. I am a health communication manager here at TSET, the Tobacco Settlement Endowment Trust. I've been with the agency for about three years. Uh, As part of my job, I oversee our Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline and Tobacco Stops With Me Health Communications. So what is Shapeshifter all about? When people ask me, what is Shapeshifter? I tell them that Shapeshifter is kind of the embodiment of big tobacco. It's kind of the personification of of evil, if you will. But like when people think about tobacco and the tobacco industry, they, they're still primarily thinking about cigarette smoking and tobacco chew. And we wanted to visually communicate the new ways that big tobacco is shifting to gain new customers. And that's what the campaign is all about, Shapeshifter. So you're going to see here that we call our evil guy, we call him Big, which is just short for Big Tobacco, but you're going to see Big transforming into various personas, uh, high school students, um, friends, different ages, different genders, anyone who can persuade someone to use a tobacco product. That's who Big is going to be in these spots. So Big Tobacco targets everyone. Big is everyone because Big Tobacco targets everyone. Where can we see these ads? Well, people are going to see this our, our shapeshifter campaign on TV, cable, radio, plus on their preferred digital platforms, in print, and on social media. We're also creating a dedicated website on the Tobacco Stops With Me landing page, and that's stopswithme.com. I want to briefly touch on a really interesting point. We filmed nine or ten different vignettes that are that show big tobacco transforming into a different person, a barber at a barber shop, a student at a high school, et cetera. But this allows us to easily take those ads, the 30 second ads that we put on air and customize them for whatever demographic is going to be watching that particular program. If it's a sports program, we might put the uh, more male skewing vignettes in that spot. But really, it's it's so flexible and so effective, unlike uh, a lot of other ads that are just kind of one and done. 
The concept and execution sound pretty interesting, but how do you know it will resonate with Oklahomans? Before we filmed, we uh, did extensive message testing. In September, we partnered with a local analytics group, put together a panel of 500 Oklahomans who were surveyed on three different campaign messages that we were looking at, and Shapeshifter was by far the highest performer. Amazingly, 79% found it informative, and 73% said it grabbed their attention. Shapeshifter was especially impactful with women and parents of children living in the home. But going back to your other question about what makes it stand out, I think you'll also see the production value, the acting, the editing are all exceptional. This spot will absolutely grab your attention. Plus, the look of it, aspect ratio of most TVs now is 16 by 9, so it's like 16 spaces for every 9 spaces up. This was filmed in, with an aspect ratio of 16 by 10, like a movie, so it looks very cinematic. So we see or hear the ads, and we want to do something to stop the tobacco industry manipulation. What can we do? You know, Tobacco Stops With Me encourages Oklahomans to make their lives tobacco-free, either through personal choice or by advocating for tobacco-free policies in their communities. So with Shapeshifter, not only are we really pulling back the curtain on big tobacco, we're also calling for viewers to stop the lies. And that's going to be the message that most of the spots have on the end plate. The spots also direct viewers to visit StopsWithMe.com and to use the free resources there to become advocates for tobacco-free and smoke-free policies in their own communities. Shapeshifter ads launched in late February and are airing now. You can also see them, as Chase said, by visiting StopsWithMe.com. Shapeshifter does a great job of showing Oklahomans some of the many personas that the tobacco industry takes on to appeal to specific individuals and populations. Two of those groups are youth, especially with vaping in recent years, and African Americans, whose neighborhoods tend to get exposed to increased marketing, especially with menthol products. So we spoke with two high school students, who we'll hear from later to get their perspectives on what influences teens to vape and use tobacco, and with a coordinator at the nonprofit agency Guiding Right in Northeast Oklahoma City. My name is Donald Richardson. I am the uh, coordinator of the African American Empower uh, Program, which is the Tobacco Use Prevention um, Project. Guiding Right is a community-based organization. Historically, we are HIV AIDS prevention agency. We've since uh, expanded since then. Uh, we became an organization in 1999. So this year, I guess we'd be celebrating our 24th year. Our target population is African-Americans and other disadvantaged people in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Currently, uh, so we, we've been having our tobacco uh, prevention program for the better part of 10 years now. What we've done in the community, we are tasked with helping businesses and other organizations located in our target population, which would be Oklahoma City, Tulsa, the Tulsa area, and in the Lawton area. So we assist businesses in those areas in becoming tobacco-free. In this episode, we're discussing how the tobacco industry shapeshifts to make their harmful products appealing to different but specific audiences. What have you seen in the Black community? Historically, when they, when they used to do these tobacco ads, they used to attach them to Black events. So if there was like some sort of concert that uh, the target population, African-Americans or some event in the city, the, the, the tobacco industry used to basically throw dollars at that event so that that event could help publicize basically tobacco use. 
What else have you seen? Well, you know, when we first started, I think when you guys first started too, we did the um, what we call the storefront project, where we would go around to to stores in our community and see how many tobacco ads they actually had. And we would also go in other sections of the city to see how many tobacco ads they had on this particular side of town. And we've come to find that there are way more tobacco, um, tobacco, tobacco marketing efforts in black communities are two to three times. I'll just say this. There were more tobacco ads in the African-American community than we've seen in any other community in Oklahoma City. The targeted efforts were astounding. That is horrible. I tell you, you know what? Uh, you know, just just as me personally, you know, you feel you, you almost feel used. You know where our offices are located now. We're located on Northeast 23rd. And so these stores that just me personally, this is my personal practice, these stores that and not just the tobacco uh marketing efforts, but even the um, alcohol uh, ads and, and things of that nature. I don't just personally, I don't frequent, I don't go to their stores. So let's say, and when I, let, let's say I didn't bring my lunch today and I'm going to eat lunch somewhere in the area. I only eat at places, black owned um, places actually, because I, I've, and I've, and I've noticed that, you know, the restaurants or the, um, the African-American owned restaurants on, on this side of town, of course, they don't have any of those type of ads. Yeah. None of them. How have menthol products hurt the community? And what are your thoughts on the FDA and lawmakers finally taking menthol products seriously? I really do hope that they are taking it seriously and whatever it is, legislation or whatever needs to be passed for that to become a reality needs to happen. It needs to happen soon because we both know, you know, I, me, when I smoked, you know, it was it was definitely the menthol. The menthol is what gets you, of course, the nicotine, of course, but the menthol is what helps keep you addicted. It makes it easier to go down, so to speak. Yeah. So it, that's why, you know, like now, um, of course, we know with, with programs like yours, programs like ours, we can't just get everybody to stop smoking. But I have noticed with smokers, when you limit their access to places where they can go and smoke, you know, you, um, like I said, being a, being a former one myself, you know, it, it, it assists that person that's trying to quit. As a state health department empower grantee, you go and help businesses and organizations in predominantly black communities become tobacco free. But what happens when individuals come to you seeking help to quit tobacco use? Well, right now, of course, we still use TCS services. We still push the helpline 1-800-QUIT-NOW. We encourage anyone that comes in the office wanting to quit to um, to log on to 1-800-QUIT-NOW. And we also, uh, our youth efforts, we're going to start with what well, we have started, giving youth information on the My Life, My Quit, that's also sponsored by TSET. Oklahomans are fortunate to have organizations like Guiding Right throughout the state that work hard to improve health and wellness within their local communities. You can learn more about them at guidingright.org. And when community partners work with TSET programs and resources, the positive change they help create locally expands that much more. One example of a TSET program working at the local level is called YAW, which stands for Youth Action for Health Leadership. The program is new, but it's already making a big difference for the teens who join and the schools and communities they work to improve. We recently spoke to two YAL members to discuss the peer and media influences often surrounding youth to use tobacco and vape products. My name is Alexis Wintold. I go to Purcell High School and I'm a junior. 
Um, my name is Carter Goldston. I also go to Purcell High School, and I'm also a junior here at the high school. Thanks for being with us. So what do you think are the main reasons why teens decide to try vaping or tobacco? In my experience, I think that if their friends are doing it, they want to do it. So it's kind of like peer pressure, and then it's a domino effect. So once one person does it, everybody kind of wants to do it. People nowadays see it as like a normal thing. And it's like, if you do it, then you like, it's like kind of like a fit in thing at the high school level now. Like if you're a vapor or you smoke, you'll be considered cool and be more accepted. Whereas if you don't do it, which I don't recommend that you do vapor smoke, you should like, it's just like a high school thing. Like popularity is a big thing in high school. And I see vaping and smoking as being, since it's bad, kids tend to look towards that and be more accepting to that instead of doing what's right. What, what always is right is not always cool. And what is cool is not always right kind of thing. It seems peer pressure has been a major influence on teens and adults for that matter, since the dawn of time. Has advertising also played a role? I think they kind of just put it into like a more modern, more like can't, like I've seen commercials and stuff where it's like all these different like flavors and everything. And it's kind of like, it reminds me of like a candy commercial. Like, have you seen like the Skittles commercials? It's like, taste the rainbow and then all these vape products and have all these flavors. And it's like, why don't you try this flavor, this flavor, this flavor? And like, you can find which one is best for you or whatever. I feel like that just, they're taking it down to the younger generation, which I guess is good for their cause, but it's not good for the younger generation growing in like, this has been nowadays in their life as much as it has like smoking has been in like older people's lives so it's just modernizing of how to use the tobacco products and everything like that that's some serious shape-shifting what else have you noticed i think that when vaping first like came out it was a big deal and one of their main things was it's better for you than smoking and it's just supposed to like taste good and it's not supposed to have any like health defects, but now I feel like it's harder for them to back that up because scientists have come out and said that it's bad for you and like shown the facts. So I think it's harder for them to back that up. Yeah, I I know a lot of people that have, like whenever vaping first came out, they were very onto it and like kind of like addicted kind of thing. But now with what researchers and what y'all has been trying to get out in the world, how it's kind of changed. And their minds kind of change like, oh, I do not want to be putting all this bad stuff in my body to where it'll make my health bad in the long term, which is not, which no one wants bad health in the long term or now with all those bad toxins and chemicals and vapes and tobacco and everything. I feel like the younger generation is finally like maturing and seeing all these facts that have come out and like deciding to change their mind and not do it anymore. You mentioned what y'all is trying to get out into the world and community. What exactly do you do locally to help fellow students quit tobacco and vape use or avoid it altogether? During October, we put on a y'all little like convention at our trick-or-treating thing that we do here in Purcell. And we had our little iPads handing out resumes, having people collect and see what they thought about vaping and how they like how they felt about it kind of thing, just trying to get the word out and seeing how what other people think about it compared to what teenagers think about nowadays. And like y'all has all these different events and stuff that you can go to and they like try to help and like describe all the bad benefits of smoking and vaping to try to get the word out to the younger generation, which 
helps a lot. And here at Purcell, we try to do that daily, really just kind of push that. You don't want the bad things in your life. You want to keep your eyes like not focused on the bad stuff. I think that there's a lot of good programs and help that you can get through y'all and just through like any of those programs. It kind of just shows you the facts of what vaping can do to you and like better alternatives. We very much appreciate the work that Alexis and Carter and their classmates do in Purcell and what all y'all student volunteers and adult partners do throughout the state. To learn more about Youth Action for Health Leadership in your local community or information about starting a new y'all group where you live, visit yallok.org. That's Y-A-H-L-O-K.org. And to learn about other programs within the TSET Healthy Youth Initiative, visit oklahoma.gov forward slash TSET. Go to the TSET Programs menu on the top of the homepage and then click on TSET Healthy Youth Initiative. And remember to check out the Shapeshifter videos and learn more about the tobacco industry's harmful impact on Oklahomans and their communities at StopsWithMe.com. We want to thank our guests once again and you, our listeners, for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to listen to this or any previous episode of the TSET Better Health Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or go to the TSET website. Again, that's oklahoma.gov forward slash TSET. So until next time, I'm Dylan Jasna and James Tyree wishing you peace and better health.